Welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And thanks for joining us for our weekly update. Mm. Another big week in the Eurovision sphere, Dale. What's going on? Oh, so many nations to get through today, Michael. As always, every weekend is just ridiculously busy. It's only going to start ramping up from here, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Well, there was one important nation we've really got to talk about to start with. It's Who's that? Australia. Yeah. Well, finally, we've been craving some news and we got some. We had the uh, final artist announcements to round out our 10. Let's start with a couple of them, Dale. Tanya Doko and Ella Hooper. Only mm. artist names, no songs from these guys yet. Yes. What are your thoughts? Give us a bit of background on these. Two. Oh, well, both of them are kind of like their big eras were the late 90s into the early 2000s. Should um, we be worried about that? Um, <laughs> hey, it was a good time. It was yeah. my youth. It was a lot of fun going on back then. Um, but Killing Heidi was a band Ella Hooper was the front woman for. They were very successful. And she's still been in the music industry this whole time. And they still do gigs now. Yep. As does Bachelor Girl, which is Tanya Doko. That was her... It was a duo, really. And they had a really big hit, Buses and Trains. She's mm. a songwriter. She's been based in Stockholm. Yes. Um, so they're both sort of um, big wigs in the music industry in Australia. And kind of household... Maybe not names, but their bands were. They're certainly on people's radars, uh, particularly in the music industry. Tanya Doko, yeah, based in Stockholm, working with a lot of good writers, writing for a lot of people. Interesting that she's going to perform her song. And Ella, yeah, Ella Hooper, very much a media personality, radio announcer here in Australia. So yeah. interested to see what that A bit of rock bring. vibe from her as well, so that might be the rockiest thing we get. Mm, I haven't got a song yet from either of them, but we're mm -hmm. looking forward to those. Let's talk about the last uh, one, was Alfie Arcuri, mm -hmm. who you uh, predicted last week we would be seeing. I finally got something right. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have a song called To Myself. Uh, let's talk a bit about Alfie. Voice winner in 2016. Pretty much unseen since then, unfortunately, which isn't unusual for voice winners in Australia. He's done a few singles um, mm. here and there. I know he did release a song around the whole yes vote and it's marriage true. equality in Australia, which had you know some success within the LGBTIQ community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so good to see him back. Mm. And um, to be honest, I really like his song. Yeah. Uh, we're going to discuss the Australia Decide songs in more detail in a separate podcast. We'll so. do a whole preview before there. Absolutely. But initial thoughts, though. Yeah, like, I really like it. I think it's a really nice ballad. I think it, it sounds true to him him mm. and, and I think it really works I like it yeah he, um, I first heard it and I thought biopic straight away he has said an Instagram like what would you do if you wrote a letter to yourself and oh. this is the song well that makes so, sense yeah, yeah it does make a sense and I mean it does sound like that look I think he's a great vocalist mm. um, live um, he proved that by winning the voice and I think he'll really uh, do a really good performance of it on the night and I think he could elevate the song definitely I think it's got a Scandi kind of vibe with the production um, so it kind of ticks the boxes good national final song I reckon yeah very solid let's have a talk about not only those artist announcements we got full songs yeah finally I know <laughs> so let's talk about I guess the one that was on everybody's lips the one that people wanted to hear it was Electric Fields 2000 and whatever we had a snippet shall we have a listen to uh, a snippet now yes let's do it 2000 and whatever I'm not going to hide it, Michael. This is easily my favourite song. I absolutely love and adore this. Uh, I was expecting big things from them, and they didn't disappoint me. Now, look, it is structurally unusual. It is potentially, for some people's ears, quite 
messy. Mm. I, I do get that, but for me, I really quite enjoy that. And I think it is a bit of a, a Marmite song where people are going to not get it straight away, or some people are going to love it. Um, and in that, sometimes being a little bit unusual is not a bad thing. It worked for Toy last year. I think some people, I'm not comparing it to Toy in terms of like being as big and, and winning Eurovision, but in terms of going, oh, maybe I don't get that straight away. That's a bit unusual. And I think they've got that element, but I, I really like it. Indigenous language. Yes. Uh, I, that, that is so important for us, and I love that it's in there. And it wasn't as EDM as I thought it might be. Like the chorus definitely is, but the rest of it's great. The lyrics are nonsensical at times. <laughs> that's Eurovision. I love yeah. it. Yeah, there was big expectations on these guys, and I think they delivered. This is really good. It's interesting. We wanted not to play safe this year, and this doesn't play safe at all. Um, you're right, it is a little bit perhaps messy in structure to, to some people. It was first couple of listens to me, but I really do love it. I've got to say, you're right, it is a Marmite song, but having said that, all you need is a percentage of people to vote for you and get behind you, mm. and you're going to smash it. You don't need 50% of the vote. Exactly. exactly. You could probably win with 25. Not in a 10 30. horse. Not in a 10 horse yeah, race. 20. You, know? you yeah. could probably win, Absolutely. Actually. So this is this is ticking a lot of boxes. It's jumped to favouritism, mm -hmm. and, and um, I can see why. Uh, but yeah, this is really good. I like it. Excited to see what they're going to do on stage. Yeah, I'd say fan favourite so far. Definitely, definitely. Let's move on to one of the others that came out, Leah Nanos, the 16-year-old wildcard. She was talked up by uh, Paul Clark, the mm. uh, curator of it. And you know what? I think she's delivered on this, Dale. It's called Set Me Free, and I really, really like this song. It is electro-pop. It has got an airy vibe to it. I think I love the style of vocal she has in this studio version. Um, this is really good. I really, really like this. I think if this was in any, any other selection, I think it would be doing pretty well. So, yeah, I think she should be really proud of what she's presenting. It's a quality song. Um, I think we've said this before. Look, she is the most inexperienced person in the field, mm -hmm. but she's probably produced one of the best songwriting um results of, of any of the songs is really good um, and it's going to be a great opportunity no matter what happens uh, it's it's a good enough song to do very well and mm -hmm. even if she doesn't win she has got exposure to all of Australia and a lot of people in Europe and across the world for this so Absolutely. yeah well done her and I really like this song. Should be a great learning experience for her and could open some doors for her and yeah. hopefully that's happened which we want to see with young talent. This is what part of the national finals that's not just about sending a song to Europe. Exactly exactly let's talk about one of the others Aiden mm. with his song Dust. What do you think of Aiden's song? I th look, I thought it was really contemporary track. I think it's going to play well to his audience, which is tends to go more younger, you know, from his time at The Voice. Mm -hmm. uh, look, I like it. I think he hit some great falsetto areas in there. Uh, it is it is a little um, flat in yeah. terms of not having peaks and troughs. It's like, one pace, like, isn't it? A little, yeah, yeah, one, but like an Alfie Alcuri song can go somewhere with it. I, I just think he'll have to bring something really big live to really elevate it a lot. Not saying he can't, but I'm just saying that's what he's going to have to do. Mm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, I was expecting something probably a little bit more upbeat with this guy, but having said that, this is a really good song. He has co-written it, mm. um, and yeah, I'm... Again, it's a really good addition to this national final, adding some diversity, and certainly him um, and Leah bringing some youth and you know, vitality to this. Oh, God, yeah. And I was going to say, this is a great opportunity for him as well. He's still quite fresh. Yeah. Just because, like, Leah's a little, just only done a little bit less, he's really still quite inexperienced too. So this is going to be a great um, process for him to go through. Totally, totally. And the last one that we got for the full versions was Mark Vincent mm. with his song, This Is Not The End. What do you think of that one? Wow, it surprised me. 
Yeah, we were not excited. Let's be honest. <laughs> we were like, Mark Vincent, all right, Australia's got talent, popera, right, what are we going to get here? And I, I actually think it's actually really good, and I think this is a real dark horse. This is one to watch because we know he's going to smash the vocal. Australia is feeling the pinch of having maybe two of the not great vocal performances the last two years, okay. two years, and we want someone who can sing. And if he blows everyone out on the water on the night of just a great vocal... Uh, you know what, Dark Horse? I, I Look, I have to agree with you, and yes, you're right. I was also rolling my eyes a little. I was like, oh, here we go, opera singer. This is definitely more on the pop side of opera. Yeah, This definitely. is a ballad mm. rather than an opera song. Yes. And he can pull that off. Yep. Uh, and when you have a mass audience watching, like we probably will have with Australia Decides, this guy can get the mum and dad vote. Mm. Those middle people who get impressed by vocals after watching all these talent shows, he could really do very, very well here. Um, I certainly wouldn't discount this being in the top top three or so. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, I know we have a lot more songs to go, but out of this batch and out of the views and the listens, it is sort of coming up as the second favourite, mm. um, which is I would never have picked beforehand. Yeah, yep. So having said that, we that is six of the songs now we have. How do you think it's shaping up in overall? Overall, really happy with the quality of the selection. Mm. Um, we know we're going to get a couple of other good songs from the four remaining artists. We've still got Shepard to go. We've still got Kate Miller Heidkick to go. Probably the two big hitters here internally the in Australia. Names. So yeah. I'm expecting some big songs from them. And we'll be getting all those songs on February the 1st. It's mm. convi- um, confirmed with Shepard and Kate Miller Heidkick now. Okay. So I imagine we're probably getting the other two um, female artists as well on the 1st of February, only a week before the yeah. contest, but interesting. hey, interesting. it's been an interesting format. No worries, but we're certainly going somewhere with Australia. Can't wait. Yeah, it looks like it's shaping up really well. Let's get on to what happened this morning, Australian time, last mm-hmm. night in Europe. It was Destination Eurovision. Eurovision. <laughs> France, semi-final <laughs> number two. Just a quick overall, what do you think of semi-final number two? Uh, great again. Uh, look, Destination Eurovision is one of our favourite national finals mm-hmm. I think they delivered another good show hey Netta performed straight up yeah, she was really good a little bit of a protest there oh, but that was overdone with very quickly it won't be the last time we see that mm-hmm. leading out to Tel Aviv I'm sure mm-hmm. but saying that um, I think all the good songs were good quality I don't think it was any stronger or weaker than last week some people were saying this is better mm. uh, I thought they were about the same yeah look I agree I think it opened pretty strongly and then I think it maybe petered out a little on this semi-final <laughs> but certainly once again they've raised those production levels yes not just with the quality of songs but with the quality of staging let's talk about the results uh, there was a winner we had Simon with uh, Tous les deux Tous les deux what did you think of her performance? Oh, uh, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Good. getting emotional thinking about I've it got, again. She got, she got quite oh, emotional. it was, it's, it's, you know, if you haven't listened to it, you need to hear it. We'll, we'll play it in a second. You know what? Let's play it now. We should, we should, should we? Okay, we have some more to let do. It's a really simple, heartfelt ballad. Um, it's to her father. She's an interesting woman. She's got a um, vocal abnormality, actually. One of oh. her vocal cords is virtually severed. It's only like hanging on by a thread. But she's had that since a kid, and that's why she's got this really interesting tone and almost crackling to her voice. Oh but it works really well with this kind of really emotional ballad. And it was emotional. She cried at the end. 
You cried at the end. Oh. I might have had a tear in my eye as well. Um, but it's simple as well. What I like, love about it, it's you, you can get everyone can. It has a universal appeal. It's simple French. It's not too wordy, mm. and I really love it. And so did the international juries. They gave it twelve points across the board. Exactly maximum points from all the international juries. I absolutely adore the song. Uh, second in the telly vote, which is interesting. Just Look, I'm going to agree with you. It's the simplicity of this that hits you. And that's what makes you love it. If they tried to overdo this, it would completely lose it. And they didn't overdo the staging either. They always do tweak things for the final, but I don't think you have to tweak too much with this. Just leave her there to emote the song, and she, she emoted. Uh, that was really, really good. Mm. Um, yep, the tick, you know, someone's going to give Bilal a run for their, final, for their money in the final. Yep. I think it's going to be Seymour. It's definitely a two-horse race. Um, we've got very different acts. How they're going to appear in a whole bunch of eight songs is always important because mm. you go head to head, and I think when you go to head to head, people do tend to kind of go towards Bilal. But when you get eight songs or at Eurovision, when you got twenty six, you've got to stand out. Yeah. And I do think, in my opinion, Bilal could actually get a bit lost in a lot of those kind of upbeats. This is nothing else is going to be like this, mm. but people could maybe see it as a bit of old school French as well, which sometimes doesn't work for them. But I, I adore it. I think this would always work. I, I love it. Okay, fair enough. Because remember, we were watching it, and I said to you, I think if this goes to Eurovision, it's not going to do well. Mm. But then again, and I fell into this trap last year, the emotional touching songs like Germany and Lithuania, I was completely asleep on. Maybe I'm some complete mm. <laughs> no emotion sort of person no, or whatever. No, yeah, yeah. But those really did resonate, and mm. this could do the same. I think it has mainstream appeal mm. of the Saturday night at Eurovision it's not necessarily the full fandom song or sometimes those songs can lose a national final when they might have been the best song to, to send mm. uh, I think they could do well with this and I think they could do better than sending Bilal but I think you know he would be great to go as well either I'm, I'm happy with either but I am definitely would rather see this, um, this song go definitely okay, fair enough I think I'm with you on that one to be honest let's talk about who else is through to the final we have Emmanuel More mm. uh, he with La Promesse he was another sort of emotional performance wasn't he, he was a bit of... yeah there was definitely then that felt biopic as well mm. um, it felt like it was almost coming out the closet kind of um, song I think that's bit... already I think that horse has bolted yeah no I mean he is he is totally um, he's totally getting out and that's all fine but it did feel like it was talking back to that Hmm. if you look at the lyrics and actually even the fact that you know the guys were ripping his clothes off and he was you know suddenly awoken from it all great staging great storytelling accomplished and popular artist and he won the telly vote and i think it showed for the performance interesting interesting that he did win the telly vote he does have a lot of followers on social media and i believe he i think he was on dancing with the stars or something recently so very much in the consciousness of the general public he's got four hundred thousand uh twitter followers um simon has like um she has 500 or something oh, like okay. that wow she's right. really really fresh and new yeah mm, interesting but uh, i'm looking forward to seeing him in the final i definitely think i wouldn't say he's a wild card to get through but he could certainly um keep talking up his chances uh, I, I, believe think he, I think he's going to be in the top three uh let's talk about who came third it was the divas mm. with uh Daritha. Mm. what did you think of the singing lobsters <laughs> yeah, look, their their outfits. I don't think they're as bad as you're making out. They're in these big red outfits, and they looked. They, I think they looked 
Fabulous. They did look fabulous. Yeah, very. <laughs> From a distance, they look like dancing lobsters. Yeah. I'm sorry, they did. And their voices were fabulous, and that was they the most were. important thing because actually the song itself wasn't that amazing. Um, the staging felt very X Factor, but it was all about them. They're amazing, they're likeable, and they've got great vocals, and I'm glad to see them in the final. Likewise, they could certainly. They're not going to win. Then, yeah, they could certainly belt out that song. Um, yeah, and I think they'll add some entertainment value and a bit of variety for the, for the fans in the final. And the fourth place went to Dutson with Soin un bon fili. Soin bon fili. Yeah, is that it? I don't have butchering the French. When language. I have it written in front of me, I can do it. I don't have it written in front of me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So he came in fourth. Mm. Um, what did you think of that one? Uh, look, I think he fell over the line. What fifth in the tally vote and fifth, fifth in, in the public the, in the jury, mm, and he snuck yeah. over. Um, enjoyed the song. He had a child on stage, which is not allowed in Eurovision. So <laughs> really I, hung up on I, that, I like you? rules, and he broke them, <laughs> and I don't think that should be allowed. Uh, but anyway, I have no major issue with him getting through because he's not going to worry anybody next week. I totally agree with you there. I think he's making up the numbers. So uh, anyone you think missed out? I'm figuring the young lady who opened the show, Gabriella. Gabriella, the Canadian. A fan favourite and massive fan favourite I think she did a really good performance yes her vocal isn't the best in the world mm. but I think overall I, I was surprised it didn't do as well with the juries I thought it would have been lapped up by some of them particularly a Bjorkman who gave yeah. it nothing um, I just thought it screamed um, good show and great staging um, and great, great colourful thing to open the show which is always hard mm. I was surprised it didn't get through yeah no it did seem to be abandoned by the uh, the juries didn't it Look, should be an interesting final next week in France. Yes. We're looking forward to it. Mm. We'll be up at some ungodly hour once again, I'm sure. Of course, as always. But uh, so far, the two semifinals have been a big tick for us. Let's go on to what else happened this morning, Dale. I know you were up even before me, which is scary. Uh, Adal from Hungary. Heat number one took place. Yes. Well, talk us through what you uh, witnessed this morning. Um, I witnessed, well, I got up, it was 4.30am, just Jeez. to let you know like what time we have to do this. You're insane. I am insane. Um, overall, it was an okay show. Um, the staging isn't amazing. The judges were really quite harsh this year. Um, but look, we'd gone through all the songs beforehand and we had picked out a few favourites overall and quite yep. a few of them were in this very first heat. Yep. Um, so our very our big favourite, Denise. 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 That had to be saved by the public vote. It didn't get through from the juries, but that's fine. So that means it's not going to win. But one of our other top three favourites actually did very well and performed a really good vocal and came equal first in the heat. It was Gergo Ola, and he was performing Hozat This was one of the ones we picked out of the pack when we listened to all 30. Uh, i got to say, it's a decent ballad. This has got some really uh, building parts to it, and he did, brings a vocal performance to it, and I was really, mm. really quite impressed with his vocals this morning. Um, it's not a whiz-bang performance. He is just there delivering at the microphone, yep. and I think it really worked. I think it was equal first yeah, equal, for this heat. Yeah, equal first with another go-go. Oh, Gogo. Now that there were three Gogos in the top, the top three, there was three Gogos. But uh, Gogo number two, uh, this this bloke, um, yeah, great vocal, amazing vocal. Uh, the song itself is just a really good man ballad. He wore the ugliest sweater you've ever seen. Oh my god, he looked like what was that? It looked like he was in rags. Oh, it's awful. Anyway, there's time to fix that, and I think it can actually elevate with some actual actual staging. Yeah, exactly. Which would be nice to see. He's it's actually his fourth time in Adal. Oh, it's he bad. made yeah, 
he made the super final in 2016 and where he lost out to Freddie with Pioneer. Yeah. So he's been around. He's either performed on his own with others. So this is another crack for him. So I hope he goes far. He's got a good vocal. I'm not sure if it's a, it's a winner, but we do like it. Yeah, it is. He's, he's already gone over the first hurdle, so good on yep. him. We'll see him a bit later in the process. And also this morning, we didn't really get to see this one. We haven't seen any real highlights at this point either. It was from Lithuania, Eurovisios Atrocious. Sorry, Atranka. <laughs> Um, got off the start blocks this morning. Well, actually, it was heat two. Wasn't it? Heat, heat two. number two. Sorry, that yes. went off. Heat I? number two. Yes. No, we didn't watch that this morning. Um, haven't really thrown myself into this this yet. Though it does sound like it's quite the treat to watch, but not in a good way. Yeah. Then look, there was a winner of the heat, and it was Edgar Lubas with "To the Sky." He mm-hmm. came second in the jury, and did win the tally vote. No, we haven't seen the live. We have listened to the recorded, yeah. and um, it's awful. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> it's pretty you were playing it to me, and I'm like, what is this? And you're like, well, this actually won the heat. I can only imagine what the others well, were Well, like. it won the heat with 435 tally votes. That's actual tally votes. votes. yes. Not 435,000, not just... 135. Now that says the Lithuanian people are just as switched off to Eurovisios Atranka as we are. Yeah. Um, that's a tr- it was about 800 or 900 last week that won it, but God, that's really low and that's horrendous. Now, one of our one of our little favourites, not for the song, but The Smell of Your Eyes, Michael. Oh, The Smell of Your Eyes, that's right. It sounds like a terrible sort of medical condition. Yeah, <laughs> conjunctivitis exactly. uh, song, yes. Exactly. Um, it missed out. It didn't, oh. it didn't get through. No. It got zero with the with the with the um, jury, but eight points in the telly vote. Gosh! If it had got five more people voted for it, it would have got through. Actual five more. Actual people. five more people. These people need to buy SIM cards for their friends. <laughs> what is going on? Now that's oh not the worst God. of it. There's been news in Lithuania this week that I haven't told you about. This oh week. gosh! So because maybe it's going so horrendously, and one person pulled out, they've done even more than Romania with two wild cards. There's three new artists. They've just chucked in three people. Three new artists have joined, even though most of the shows have already been recorded already because they're pre-recorded. So three new artists have joined. Now, there's a couple of good names in there. Group 120 won the X Factor Lithuania last year. Okay. If it's anything like Eurovision Trunk, that doesn't mean much. Oh, dear. Additionally, Sasha Song, who actually competed for Lithuania at Eurovision 2009, he had the hat. Okay. He um, he is competing, mm-hmm. and some other bloke as well. So three some new other, artists. Some other bloke. Uh, didn't, he's not worth talking about. <laughs> But anyway, they just went on, got him off the street in Vilnius. So I'm like, mate, he's like, busking. Do you yeah. want to come and join? Feel like a scene. So they've got three new artists who just joined out of nowhere. Oh. Now that's not the only thing. Oh, Remember Jurgis last year? There was oh, yeah. Jurgis Bushkin or something. Jurgis D- 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 Oh, okay. Different Jurgis. So he was performing solo. Now he's performing with his wife. Oh, so okay. it's a duet now. Yeah, right. Okay, that's fine. That's cool. And also Monica Maria was performing, and she, right. she has a song. Um, she now has another song. <laughs> She gets to. She wasn't feeling the connection on stage, so they've given her another second to perform the other song she had. It's like, what on earth? It's a very fluid national final. It's a mess, I think, is what you're looking for. It is a mess, but it's it's kind of enjoyable to to watch from a distance, but not actually watch the show. We're really talking Lithuania up this year. Oh, I know it's amazing, but Gosh. anyway, that is that is that is the tea from Lithuania this week. I can barely keep up. I anyway, can't wait till next week. I think they're back on next week, aren't they? They are. They are. Jeez, can't wait. Can't wait. Let's have a talk about. Jesus, oh, what's going to happen tonight, Australian time? Mm. Oh, morning, sorry, in the morning or here in Australia, uh, is Spain with mm. the Operación Triunfo Eurovision Gala. 
Yes, Galar is happening. The ten songs are out. Okay, let's touch on it. There's been some Eurodrama Dale. Oh, we, we love need... a bit of Eurodrama, <laughs> so don't we? Don't Spain deliver. <laughs> so, look, I'm not going to go too much into this, uh, but from what I can tell and from various sources I've been reading, and my Spanish is pretty basic, it seems like a couple of the favourites in particular, Maria and Natalia, aren't so keen on going to Eurovision, which is probably a bad thing to say 48 hours from the competition. Yes. Um, look, to touch on it, Maria a little bit uncomfortable at performing in Israel. Not the first artist to say that. Mm-hmm. Won't be the last, last. in this yep. season. So totally. let's not crucify her for that. Natalia, I think, is a little bit about the Israel thing. And the second one, and I get this, she doesn't feel comfortable with the song she's singing. She hasn't written it. She doesn't feel it represents herself. So therefore, she feels if she would love to do Eurovision, but just maybe with a different song. That's probably not the news you want to drop on people 48 hours out from mm. the bloody national final. But anyway, that seems to have got some gnashing of teeth. They were also sort of filmed screaming vote for Mickey, one of their biggest rivals. So I don't know if the girls are completely invested in this. <laughs> um, having said that, Maria is the overwhelming favourite with Muernami, which we've yep. already discussed. Yep. Um, she is the overwhelming favourite to get through. Uh, Natalia, not so much. Um, but I reckon we should probably leave those two out of it. Let's have a talk about the third favourite. Yes. Let's have a talk about Mickey. <laughs> yes. And Lavenda. hope those two don't go not because of the Israel thing or whatever I hope this goes because this is actually my favourite song I love this song so if they're not invested great scream vote for Mickey I think this is fun yes it's very Spanish I think you've said is this the one you said was dripping with paella yeah this yep. is Spanish it's, it's fun it's awesome I, I really like it um, let's see what his live is like but I think this this could be great a male upbeat song we need those yeah look I mean he came 6th in uh, Operacion Turunfo which was the last elimination before the final he's very popular I I think he can sing this there's probably no doubt he's going to sing this it is definitely the third favourite there's a lot of people pushing this bandwagon Um, having said that it is a 100% tally vote I think it's it's pretty tough to knock off Maria Mm. uh, even if she gets a bit of bad publicity in the last 24 hours or so yeah yeah it might, you never know. If she turns around and says, I don't want to go, it could be Mickey. So It'd be interesting if that happens, whether they go to the next song or they go, okay, well, the song is great. Let's get another artist to sing mm, that. I mean, yes. yeah, who knows what you do with that situation? Because people do love the song. Yes. I know you're not that keen on oh it. Oh, my God. I mean, this is... This, you're almost getting novelty factor with this song. I like the little, like... That's it. A couple of times. That's the song. But that's the song. <laughs> like, it that is. is really the song. It's, pretty, it's pretty basic, isn't it's it? It's so basic and repetitive. Now, you need repetitive and basic to a point at Eurovision, mm-hmm. not the entire song. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be an absolute flop and a half, if oh. you ask me. See, I don't think so. And, and to be honest, I think... Well, bite me, my <laughs> <laughs> Listening to Spanish chart music, it is very much Spanish chart music kind of stuff. But yeah. you're right, that may not completely translate into the Eurovision sphere. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see what Let's happens. see with... what happens. The with gala. the Spanish it drama. will be on Monday morning here in Australia I'm not sure if we can watch it yeah, it should be, be interesting it. there is an expert panel Pastora Soler will be oh, from 2012 she'll be giving her comments fandom will love her uh, she'll be giving her critiques of the acts mm. and also there will be a guest performer Eleni Ferreira 
oh, from 2018. Fantastic. We'll be performing. Should be a show you should watch if you get a chance, I reckon. Brilliant. Excellent. Let's have a talk about the next one. We had an artist announced this week. We do, yes. Where are we off to? We're off to Belgium. And it was there was quite a few rumours around this, but it actually was a rumour that came true. Gosh, <laughs> is <a> surprise. <laughs> I know, right? Um, they're all coming out this year. Uh, but it was Elliot Vassamalay. Um, now, he is going to be representing Belgium. He's only 18 years old. He's best known for being on The Voice Belgique. So he like last year, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like so it's the, not the the last season, the season before, I believe, like the okay. end of twenty seventeen, start of twenty eighteen. Oh, right, yeah. Now um, he he did progress to the live shows, like he won the jewel. If you ever watch the voice, but then he went out at the next stage. So he went pretty far, but not super far. Mm. His voice is good without being amazing, but the, probably the best thing behind it is Pierre. Dumoulin, Dumoulin, I think it is how you pronounce it. Um, but he um, is behind City Lights by Blanche. Now, we know how amazing that song was. Mm. So if he can produce anything as good as that, and you know what, Blanche, the song spoke for itself, and Blanche just managed to get over the line with Absolutely. it. If this guy can do a decent job of an amazing song, then he's got a good chance. But he is a very inexperienced performer. That is a little bit worrying, but sometimes they rise to the occasion. Yeah, well, it is the French broadcaster's time again, aren't mm-hmm. you? Yes. This is basically the follow-on from Blanche. Yes. They have gone for a young singer again. Maybe mm. they're going for that similar formula. Yes. She finished fourth. It's yes. still one of those songs that sticks in the fandom's Well, mind. the French side do tend to do a little bit better, don't they? They do, then. The poor Flemish side. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that takes us off to uh, Croatia with mm. their announcements for Dora 2019. Are you going to fill us in a bit here? Um, yes, look, I think there's been a whole bunch of artists who've been announced. 16, yes, 16, 16 songs and titles. Now, look, I think there's a few people who have, you know, competed before and whatever, but probably one artist um, took our eye, didn't they, Michael? Yeah, it was Rocco Blazevic. I believe he's also a voice uh, alumni. Mm. Um, he has a song which has been co-written by Jacques Udek mm. and Charlie Mason. Yes. So Charlie Mason, for anyone who doesn't know, has been involved in quite a few Eurovision songs. 2012, Nina Zilli from Italy. Yep. 2014, Conchita Verst. Yes. Uh, 2015, Boyana and Mariah. Mm. Um, all great songs. I love songs. Oh, I love all them. four so, of those are fantastic. This is a very established uh, and accredited songwriter. Um, mm. And Jacques Udek, of course, from uh, 2017. Yeah, they've obviously spotted this kid from The Voice. I mean, Jacques Udek was actually on The Voice. He was one of the judges, people, whatever, mm-hmm. um, in his chair. Now, you know, this guy was singing songs like The Winner Takes It All, and yeah. he did sing Rise Like a Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So you're probably getting a bit of an idea and a sound about what, what his sound might be and what he might be like. Yeah. And I think, you know, that it, I think he'd be really fitted for Eurovision. Yeah, a young guy as well, isn't he? Yeah. He's something like 18 or something like that. Yeah, so, another young one. Yeah, definitely one to keep your eye one on. One to watch. Yeah, and I would also say, I'm going to chuck in there to one to watch, Yelena Glisic. Um, former Miss Universe Croatia contestant. Oh my God, really? <laughs> Seriously? So she's going to look fabulous. I don't know if the girl can sing. Or Doesn't whatever. matter, Michael. That <laughs> Doesn't sounds fantastic. Matter. If you're a former Miss Universe <laughs> contestant, you must be doing Oh, that's right. brilliant. You must I be doing it. all right in life. Mm. All right, let's go off. There's been some news coming out of Melody Festivalen. Yes. yes. Give us a, give us a lowdown. Oh, so this only just came out very recently. Now they're having a change in the voting format. So you normally can vote via app, SMS, and Televote. It's a much maligned app. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, now, they're getting rid of SMS to start with. <laughs> Apparently, demand wasn't very big on that one. Gosh. 
So televote staying, however, the app is going to be weighted to age groups. Okay. So it can't be dominated by the stereotypical thing that people think that the teenage girls vote. The tweeners. For, and, the yeah. tweeners, yeah. Now, look, it does cover all age groups, but they're going to weight them equally. So if you're in the you know 16 to 30 age group, you're going to be as much as the 50 to 65 or 60 to 75 year age group. Mm-hmm. So you're all going to have equal votes. I think there is some good of this, and I think there's probably not some not thought out ones there's a three to nine category <laughs> so they're going to have the same vote as you know a 40 to 55 year old category a four year old's downloading apps are they really what's yeah. going on i don't know so anyway wow. that's where the app vote is going to go and the heart which gets a lot of um you know feedback that's you know it's giving too much weight it's going to beat in different colors depending on which age group is getting behind it more oh okay yeah so the 70 plus, is it going to be like a shriveled up grey heart that's beating in the that's corner of the with screen? like heart disease yeah. and like fat around it. Um, no, I don't, I can't remember what colour they are. I do know we are in different colours. Oh, You're in a different just... age group than me, Michael. I won't reveal uh, a lady's age, but we are different colours. Well, that's interesting. I mean, there has been um, criticism... Of, of Sweden because we seem to be getting the same type of performer. Are you talking male and young and yes. relatively good looking? Yes. Uh, mm. So perhaps that voting has been dominated by a certain demographic. So I guess it's spreading that, spreading the weighting of it out differently. Yeah. You're right. It does seem a little odd. I mean, if you have 3,000 people over 70 and 500,000 people between Should 16 and 24. Yeah. It kind of seems a little weird. But I see I see both sides. I see yes. the fact that on the Saturday Night Eurovision, it's a very broad audience. It is. Um, even more broad than the Melfest, on a, which we know is a really popular all over Sweden. Melfest said that every winner has been very popular across all age groups. So mm. but then why the need for this then? Mm. I think, look, you know, I think that Televote kicked them up the bum last oh, year. Yeah. And they were a bit worried. Now, their, their star is waning. People book shooketh. They are a little shooketh. And I think they're trying to do something a little little bit different here now I think that plays in favour of some of the artists we love like Jon Hondrik and <laughs> Victoria so I'm like bring it on <laughs> yeah absolutely yep. absolutely yeah, interesting development we'll see how that pans out in Sweden exactly I think we're on to the week coming up I'm going to talk us through it this time just yes. something different let's talk about Monday we're often running with Portugal Festival de Pincial we have mm. our artist announcements coming out there they've always I think they've always got quite a lot of people Three semi-finals yeah. or four semi-finals. I just get excited if there's like a former Eurovision person or yeah. something. <laughs> Absolutely. One of the more anticipated announcements, woo-hoo, San Marino, <laughs> have an artist announcement. Now, there's all sorts of stuff flying around online. We don't like to dabble in rumours or anything yeah. like that. Never, Michael. But, um, yeah, there's a certain person who's certainly pushing himself mm. and hashtagging, etc. There's been nothing official from the channel. Well, there was an article on the San Marino's TV channel, whatever they are. I've forgotten what their name is. But there was an article about him and his love of San Marino and music. Oh, so you're sort of tipping it could be... I think they're still trolling us. I, I really don't believe... I reckon someone's... I really don't believe they're going to send him. I reckon they're both <laughs> milking it for as much publicity yes. as they possibly can. Oh, they'll, they'll get the clicks on that one. Um, yeah, so, but it is an international artist because... There's... I'm going to call that he's not the artist. I'm going to say it's not him either. When we have those who main name we shall not mention. <laughs> All right, so then we're off Satan. to Wednesday. <laughs> we're off to the United Kingdom. You decide. We have the songs being released and the artists being announced. Always exciting. Yeah, I mean, they do drag it out on radio too on that bloody show, don't <laughs> oh, that's they? Right. You've got yes. to listen to some show and he plays it once every half hour. Oh, I know, but it's fine. We'll, we'll be listening. I can't wait for that, actually. It should mm. be good. And it's nighttime, our time, so we can actually enjoy that a bit more. So we're only getting three songs, aren't we? 
Yep, with six artists. Six artists. Yep. Oh, there we go. So that leads us on to Friday, one of our favourites, Melody Grand Prix out of Norway. Mm. We will have our artists and songs announced. Yes. Looking forward to that. They had a cracking uh, national final last year. Yeah. Pretty uh, tough act to follow. You'll be hoping for Moreland as always. Of course, I will be. Fingers crossed. Saturday, uh, Saturday, Whew, a lot going off on Saturday here. We have France Destination Eurovision, the final. Mm-hmm. Should be a cracker. Uh, Hungary, Adal Heat 2. Two, he too. Two, two yep. is off and running. We've got a couple more of the favourites in that. Latvia kick off with their Super uh, Nova semi-final number one. Yes. We'll probably have to talk about that next week because yes. we <laughs> haven't spoken about that not for, a, not for a little while. Uh, the mess that is Lithuania, uh, they have heat number three. We'll see if they've dragged anyone else in off the street. <laughs> Iceland have an artist and song announcement. So we should have the artists and songs. Yes, from them. Uh, Malta X Factor were into the final. Yeah. So they'll be booting off a couple more people minimum tonight because they were down at eight. Yeah. So they better have a, must have a fight. I'm, yeah, we, that's the date we have. Let's see if that's definitely happening. Exactly. So that's what's happening on the Saturday. And on the Sunday, we have the kickoff of Romania's Selexia Nacionala, mm. semi final number one, featuring a couple of big names, Dale. Santiago, uh, Bella Santiago yeah. is kicking off. Teodoro Dinu, which you like with her skyscraper song. I love that. And of course, my favourite, Vida. Oh, God. She will be performing in semi final number one. So hopefully, we'll have good news. Apparently, she was the host of some show called um, Wife for My Son. Oh. Yeah. Was she, the... <laughs> she was the host. Oh, I don't know if she had the son out. Trying out. Like, no, I don't think she was the wife. Jeez, okay. I don't think she was the wife. <laughs> Interesting stuff. I'll have to catch that one on YouTube. Is that all the countries that we cover everything off? I think so. I think we've ticked. Well, I have the final fact of the week, Michael. Please fact us up. Okay, and you get one guess. All right. The highest percentage of televotes oh. in Eurovision. Who is it? Who got the highest percentage of televotes? Oh, look, I mean, I want to say Loreen. You'd be incorrect. Oh. She's not even in the top five. Oh, my God. This is like that QI program or whatever. Like, horns go off. Wah, wah, very, wah. very quickly, Sergey is fifth. Oh. Everybody from Estonia that won back in the early 2000s is fourth. Three people had phones. I know. <laughs> So, <laughs> three out of the four people in Europe had phones, right? <laughs> Salvador is third with 76.4% okay. of the vote. What? Of the, the possible vote. Oh, okay. Yeah, not of the eternal vote. Of possible. I was going to say. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, a lot of people would have thought it would be Alexander Reback, Fairy Tale, with 76.5, percent of the vote. Mm. The winner yes. never won Eurovision. It's Grand Amore. Oh, yeah, from Evolo. 78.2% of the possible televote in 2015. Oh, that's just going to stir people and, up even more. And they didn't win Eurovision, but no. down is the biggest votes in history in Eurovision. A percentage, not t- total points, percentage. Wow, it, it really interesting. As I say, would never have picked that. Indeed. Ever. So let's just rip the scabs off that for all the people that love Dio Volo. Who knows? Yeah. They might be able to come back this year and make amends. Thanks for joining us, guys. All right. Catch you later. See you next week. Bye.